Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius. And I'm Chris. I hope all of you are well and safe out there. And how are you, my man? I'm just counting down the Sundays until we get football back. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's done and over. And now the, the coaching carousel and the trade carousel is uh, in full swing. So I'm pretty curious to see what the, what the offseason brings in the draft. And, uh, you know, then we get to do it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, I was thinking about that, you know, as we jump in is that, you know, the official league year doesn't start until March 17th, but yet there's already moves being made already that are that are impacting at the quarterback position, the most important position. And you look at the the Stafford, Stafford goes west, golf heads heads to the Motor City, and and I'll just say a few words on that. Is when I look at that trade, Chris, and then you know, and they ask, well, who won the trade? I believe both sides won, and, and this is what I mean. I think the Rams, and this is not a knock on Jared Goff, they get a, I think Stafford's the better quarterback. Absolutely. I, I, don't, yeah, so I, I think from that point of view, he's the much better quarterback because he after the season, he went to the front office and said, hey, I don't, he didn't say he didn't want to be here, just wanted to part ways because Stafford didn't want to be like Calvin Johnson, who retired, Barry Sanders, who retired, relatively, you could say, in their prime. And, you know, Stafford's 32, so he still had a couple of years left in him. You know, he really didn't get hurt until, like, very recently in his career. But he goes out west to a Rams team who, who doesn't believe in first-round picks, apparently. So they don't believe in drafting in the first round. They essentially shipped Jared Goff, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and this year they get a third-round pick. And... And the Lions get, you know, they get golf. And I think it's an opportunity for him because he even said it, Chris. He wanted to go somewhere where he felt wanted. And there was little rumors, if you believe the certain conjecture out there, that him and McVay were not getting along. And and this news shows me that how much power Sean McVay has in that organization. Because a lot of times, you know, a lot of coaches, like the Belichicks, the Tomlins, you know, when you get a couple of Super Bowl, you, know, you you have that certain gravitas. Sean McVay is has made it clear that this is his team, and he wants to make. He feels that they're a quarterback away because you don't make this move, Chris, if you don't feel that you look at your roster, you had a you had the best defense in football, and feel that if you just had a quarterback, that this could be a Super Bowl team, Chris. And if you look at the NFC West, and we'll talk about the whole situation with Russell Wilson in a minute. It, it, it's it's not that hard to believe, Chris, and I'll I'll let you get in on this. I don't think it's that hard to fathom that the Rams could be a Super Bowl team. And I know you know there's Brady, and I I get all of that, but I don't think it's that hard to, you know, to fathom that this Rams team. You could argue their Super Bowl odds go up, and they get a guy in Stafford that look, we know he can throw the ball, we know how great he a quarterback he's been for the last decade or so. So I'll I'll get your take on this, Chris, is that and my question to you is is that who do you do do you feel that any particular team won this trade or you just feel everybody kind of got what they wanted? You know, I 
I feel like in in the grand scheme of things, well, I I all right, so I feel like actually you always have immediate satisfaction and long-term satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I think the immediate satisfaction award goes to the Rams with getting uh Stafford and I think the long-term effect goes to the lions the the first pick next year or you know first round pick next year first round pick year after and they get a younger honestly less injured quarterback um you know stafford he's a he's a tough dude but he's injuries injuries were his downfall this season um you know i had him in one of my fantasy leagues as a backup quarterback and I had to plug him in on a couple weeks just because my, my, my starter was just all over the place. And it, luckily it worked out in my favor when, when he wasn't injured, but you know, like you said, he's been in the league for what, 10 years now. Um, you know, in football years, that's old, especially for a quarterback that, that, that is, that is elderly in football years. Um, you know, as far as I think that, the Rams definitely have the uh, number one, I think, and we're going to transition into, into the Russell Wilson sit rep here in a few. If Russell Wilson leaves, I definitely think that the path is unblocked for the, for the Rams. I think that the Rams biggest issue in their division is Seattle, even though they beat up on Seattle pretty good, but it's the fact that Seattle can jump in on a wild card spot or if they just make the the necessary adjustments on defense that they truly need. Offensively, Seattle's an immaculate team. Um, you know, Seattle was kind of, uh, you know, in, in a comparison, they were the Florida Gators of, uh, of the NFL this year. Their offense, I don't know a lot of people that could stop them. But the problem was is that the teams that they played put up just as many points or more, and unfortunately, that's how you lose games. And uh, it, it's, it's essentially it's a twenty-two person game because you got to have your eleven on offense firing at all cylinders and your eleven on defense firing. Um, but I think now with the with the Rams getting, I I personally think, and and uh, you know I know I've been kind of tough on Goff through fantasy and even some of his you know highlights and things like that I, I definitely agree with you that Stafford is the better quarterback but I think it's the age and wisdom over youth and exuberance and I mean th- this right here can make or break Goff's career if he goes in Detroit they're an average team I think we can agree on that they're not terrible but they're not great they're just kind of a middle out of 32 teams. I bet you they're they're floating between the the 15 to 20 mark. They're you know they're in that middle pack. They're definitely not winning Super Bowls, but they're not getting first round picks. And I think this is an opportunity for him to put up or shut up. And if he wants to make his name in the NFL, he's got targets to throw to with Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, DeAndre Swift in the backfield. So he's got pieces. Let's just see if he can use him in Detroit in better than he did in uh, in L.A. Also, piece of advice, Mr. Goff, don't go north of 8 Mile Road. I heard it's not a good time. I watched a movie on it once, so uh, stay blessed, fam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. All, you know, we sneak in a lot of movie references, and 
listen, if you thought 2020 we did, 2021 is going to be even more. You know, you know. I'll just say this before we transition, Chris. This is that you you made a very valid point because I, I, I don't think I usually say this on the show. I, I say it to other people. But I say sometimes that sometimes in our society, we sometimes we we value youth more than experience because we feel that just because somebody's younger, we feel that they're better and we discount someone who's experienced. And we're not talking like no 80 year old, you know, guy, you know, with a bow tie suspended like Orville Redenbacher. No, we're not talking like that type of guy. We're talking somebody like Chris, maybe in their 40s and 50s. We consider them old in our society. And they have a lot of experience in terms of societal terms. And we go with the we go for the twenties, you know, even like our age, like early thirties, because we feel that they're younger and we say, okay, well, they can learn on the job. And but in the NFL, you need experience. And which is why we transition is, is that when you when you look at you look at Russell Wilson, because we'll get to Carson Wentz at some point, but I really want to talk about Russell Wilson. Because, Chris, there's a lot of experience on his resume. You and I both know, and the listeners know, that, listen, outside of my guy, Matty Ice, in the ATL, you know, Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback. Because he does things. Because, first of all, he won in a situation where he was running. He was literally running for the border to Canada. He was running toward, like, Vancouver. That's how bad it seems like many games he was running toward out of Washington into a whole other country because there was no offensive line. He was Seattle. And I will acknowledge, Chris, and I don't know if you'll agree, I'll be the first to acknowledge that, hey, the defense did do a great deal early on in Russell's career. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, be one of those guys and say, oh, well, Russell Wilson is – no. I acknowledge the defense. I acknowledge the Legion of Boom. But the reality, Chris, times changed. And I think what what you're seeing in Seattle right now, Chris, you're seeing a clash. You're seeing a clash between Russell Wilson, not so much Pete Carroll, the coach, but Pete Carroll, the personnel guy, if that makes any sense. And it's kind of two separate people. Because this is why I always say you don't give coach, you don't give certain coaches, I should say, you know, personnel. Because now you're – they become two different people. Like, it cost Bill O'Brien his job. Bill O'Brien, the coach, Chris, was average. Bill O'Brien, the GM, literally sold his best wide receiver for a box of Cracker Jacks because he's a personnel guy, because he's not a personnel guy, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, no. It's 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 like we talk about the difference between, uh, uh, you know, a- NFL coaches and collegiate coaches. You know, you get uh, Jim Harborough was highly successful in the NFL goes to college and just, or excuse me, you know, or yeah, goes to college and in Michigan, he's, he's just, it's some, it's, it's one of those things you can't, some people can play both hats. Some people you can do one or the other. And, uh, and, and Pete Carroll, I think is the latter. He can, he can only do, do the one. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where the clash is coming now because, you know, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Russell Wilson's agent, uh, Mark Rogers, said that Russell has a demand of the trade. But, in, and this is the key, Chris, in that same vein, however, Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. And as reports, his agent said that Wilson wants to play in Seattle, Chris, 
But if a trade does, you know, if a trade does come up, offers come out, it's he wants to go to either Dallas, New Orleans, Vegas, or Chicago. And you, we look at those teams, Chris, we can go, oh, the Dallas Cowboy, Chris, and, and I'll be the first to say it here. Don't be shocked, Chris. If, you know, you know, smart money says, you know, Russ stays because, you know, because I think it can, you know, Russ, it can work out there. It's not like the Deshaun Watson situation where it seems there's no, no salvaging that. But in Seattle, it's salvageable because you got two adults. You know, Pete Carroll and Russ are like adults. Like, like well, they're, they're already adults. But you know what I mean? They're like, they're grown men who can talk it out. Yeah. Yeah, they, so, they, they necessarily don't. He doesn't want to leave Seattle. He he, it's I think it's the situation that maybe Tom Brady was in in New Orleans, maybe where Donovan McNabb was with the Eagles, that you you necessarily don't want to leave, but you have to look at your career. And it's like you know, Pete, no hard feelings. I don't see, I don't see on the situation that we're going to get any better here in Seattle. I, I want to win another Super Bowl before I call it a, a day. And then he goes and explores some other teams. And uh, the ones he's looking at, you know, with NOLA, uh, Dallas, Chicago, and Vegas, uh, I know there was a lot of rumor and scuttlebutt about him going to the Jets. But, you know, as much as I would love to see him come to the Jets, I don't, I don't want us to ruin his career. Um so thankfully he's going to go to a team. Now the hard part is is you know I can't stand the Cowboys. But if hypothetically Russ goes to him like I I don't I don't know if I can like I I want to cheer for him just because like you he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I like the tenacity and just the no quit attitude he brings to the field. And but to him go to the cowboy, oh man, that would just emotionally that would be that would be very tearing, I think, to to most NFL fans. Because I think as a consensus, we could all be fans of different teams and have our, yeah. our you know, you're a diehard Falcons fan. I'm a diehard uh, Jets fan. We got friends that are uh, Broncos, uh, mm-hmm. Bucks, Jaguars, whoever. I think as a consensus, we all just like Russell Wilson. So do we like do we jump off the bandwagon if he goes to Dallas? Uh, you know, that's that, that's a hard one to do. But I don't think he goes to Dallas personally. I think he goes to Vegas. And uh, I'll, I'll let you finish. I, I I'll, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I I think he goes to Vegas. They get they 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 trade Derek Carr. Give the house away on a bunch of first round picks. You know how John Gruden ain't afraid to just just to, to piss in the punch bowl. And he he gets Russell Wilson. Number one, the, you know, I was I was actually looking at this. If you look at the majority of the problems with Derek Carr, it's himself. That pocket, that offensive line, arguably in Vegas, is probably one of the best ones in the NFL. Um, it's just he makes stupid mistakes and nothing against them, but I think you can kind of kind of see where I'm going with that. And you you plug and play uh Russ there, that's a scary situation. You know, the other one that I kinda is also my number two choice, 
I think that he goes to uh, you know Chicago as a secondary choice. That's that's a team that honestly is just a quarterback away from doing something great. Um, you know they they've they've got the potential on both sides of the ball. It's just the problem is is Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. You know, uh, I, I think if a Russell Wilson comes in there, I, I think that is I think that problem is solved. You know, here's the thing, Chris. I, I don't disagree. I, I will say this. It's is that I think we can agree. We can kind of rule out the Saints. I don't know if we can agree on that, but we can kind of rule out the Saints because I don't think the Saints have the assets because the Saints have the worst cap situation in, in football. In fact, you know, you know how bad it is. They're dead last in cap. They have no cap space. And, and it's not even Drew Brees is not even the problem. He's not. He's like the fourth highest cap casual liability on the team. So it's not Drew Brees. But, Chris, I want to go to your Vegas point because I don't disagree with it. My argument is this. I've seen this with John Gruden before. To me, people who know me, like like my old man is a huge Bucks fan, and I used to rag on him, Chris, like this John Gruden is going to be trash. After he wins the Super Bowl, he's not going to care. He's going to let everything get old. He's like the old, he's like the guy you ask him to house, you know, you know, to upkeep your house when you're on vacation. You come back and it's worse than what it was. That's John Gruden. John Gruden does not know how to take care of certain assets. And as much as I like Derek Carr, Derek Carr is his worst enemy. I'm not going to argue with that. But my whole thing is, Chris, is that if you're Seattle, the whole goal of this is to get a quarterback back. And that's why I say the Vegas makes sense. But I think for the from the John Gruden side, I just don't see, you know, I, I'll put it this. Let me preface my next point by saying this. Russ, I think we could both agree, Chris, that Russ is a way better quarterback than Derek Carr. Oh, I think we, yeah. Yeah, so we, we can agree on that, you know, safely. My problem is, Chris, is, is that, Russ runs into a situation where in Vegas, you know, Vegas, where listen, they don't have a defense and Seattle doesn't have a defense. So essentially it's like he's walking in the door to the same problem and trading assets. Assets is important. Listen, this long, short term, it will work in Vegas, but long term, you're going to miss those picks. Just like the Rams may not realize it now, but not having first round picks until 2024, you know, it's it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be detrimental because there's gonna be a lot of guys coming out, and you just and you have to trade some of your offensive assets, like I figured they would, to get picks, and only for them to turn back around and and trade, you know, and essentially just get the quarterback and no assets back. But to go back to the Russell Wilson point, and I do believe this, Chris, I do believe that if Russ does not stay a Seahawk. I don't think the Cowboys move is the worst idea in the world because here's why. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to give Dak Prescott a long-term deal because it's essentially what Jerry Jones is doing is keep, he's whining and dining Dak Prescott, not taking him to no big fancy restaurant, taking him to a nice, you know, you know, you know, like an Outback Steakhouse. Not taking him to nothing fancy. I'm not trying to 
demagogue to find folks at Outback. Great stakes. But he's not interested. He's not interested in commitment. Like he, Dak's going to be the guy that's going to be waiting for that proverbial ring, and Jerry ain't going to give it to him. So if you're Jerry Jones, I do believe that Jerry liked Russell Wilson and is willing, willing to make a trade there because Seattle gets a Dak Prescott, and that's a long-term thing situation, Chris. It's similar to what we talk about with golf, excuse me, with golf in Detroit. It's sort of a reset. Dak needs a reset. And because if because Dallas signed everybody else but Dak, he's not prioritized. Russell Wilson in Dallas, Chris, is not the worst idea in the world. It's Except, it's really not. Like like I said, it's just the emotional factor that bothers right, yeah. It's just because everybody hates the Cowboys. Yeah. I don't want to hate Russell Wilson. <laughs> it, 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 it's sort of how if your favorite pl- it's like if Mike Trout went to the Yankees. It's like if Mike Trout well, I'm went to happier the Yankees, than a pig and shit though. Yeah, I can see you now literally just rolling in and I'm like, should we do something? No, he's fine. No, he's yeah. fine. Just let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. I'm I'm gonna go grab me a hot dog. He's good. So to go to so my whole thing is it's feasible but when i look at chicago chris chicago's that chicago is that team where we all want to hope we want to believe in chicago chris it's like that one one or two people you know in your life where you're like man they have potential it because they could do it but the bears aren't willing to pull the trigger because the bears can't get it right like no matter how hard they try, they... now do you think they do it right if they if they get Russell Wilson? I I like I said I I think arguably we can agree the Bears defense is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But at, at some their, point, yeah, their offense is the. Well, it's not their offense. It's the quarterback that's a problem. They've got a great backfield. They've got a great receivers. I think. Yeah, they just don't have a person to put the ball in their hand to let them do something. Right, and you know, my whole thing is is that Matt Nagy's job is contingent upon who takes center next season. Because and here's the thing, Chris. It when we, remember we talked about Seattle wants a quarterback. Do you think Seattle wants Foles or Trubisky, Chris? I don't think so. That that's because, where I think a draft pick might might come in handy where they, they might get a third party involved to get an earlier pick. And, yeah. you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe something stupid like the Jets, for example. They trade, uh, do a three-way trade where maybe Chicago gets uh, Russell Wilson, the Jets get Foles and or Trubitsky. And the Jets send Seattle like a uh, a first round pick this year, and you, that, that's that's a that's a second overall pick. There's a quarterback. There's JT Barrett or Kyle Trask or uh, who you know whoever you know. Uh, you yeah. know we, we know we essentially know Trevor Lawrence is going to go get his career ruined in Jacksonville. But and, and here's the thing: it's funny you say that because I I wrote the article this week about I did my mock draft one through ten, and and I, I went through this. Is, you know, I didn't make any fancy trades or anything. But I had the Jets. And I want to talk about the Jets real quick before we go to Russ and the transition. Is is that I had the Jets taking a quarterback. I'm not going to tell you who, Chris. You have to read the article to find out. 
Because here's the here's here the Jets right now, Chris. They're in complete rebuild. When I kept hearing at first, it was great to hate. Oh, they're gonna get Deshaun Watson. I'm like, if you're if you're Joe Douglas, and you're Robert Saleh, the head coach, you got draft picks galore to rebuild. Unless, and I don't think they're in a rush to win. They know that they can only go up from here. Because listen, you had the year the Jets had, you know, no disrespect. You can only go up from there. You really can't get any worse. <laughs> you really can't get any worse than the bottom. And so I don't see them forging over assets for a quarterback unless they feel they could win now. And quite frankly, I, I feel, hey, hold on to that. Get a quarterback. Get some talent on that team. Because the Jets brought in, you know, that scheme. You're going to see that 49er scheme. And it's going to work. Michael P. Ryan, the run game. Expect big things. You get a quarterback in there. Play action. Understands it. The Jets are going to be fine rebuilding. But to sort now, of... Can, dive, I sp- can I spoil the article or should we make people read it? I mean... If you know who the quarterback is, go ahead. Yeah, so in, yeah, in your article, um, they you got us picking up Zach Wilson from BYU. Yeah, and I, and 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 this is of course gonna this is the arrogance of oh you're just from the SEC or whatever. I I think that would be a terrible choice. Okay, I'll let I'll go ahead and then yeah, uh, I'll I, give my I think Zach Wilson was good. And it, it's like with Blake Bortles. He was good at UCF and good against Temple and, and Navy and uh, Toledo Community College and DeVry University and ITT Tech and all. And it's the same thing with with Zach Wilson with BYU. I just he, – he's going to come into the NFL, and I think he's going to receive a very, very rude awakening. Um Especially to the Jets. I, I think that, if anything, we pull uh, uh, what's-his-face, Deshaun Watson. I, I my, my spider sense is tingling on this one. You know, Maybe I'm wrong. I think we end up with Deshaun Watson. We have the talent to back him. We have good receivers. We got, you know, LaMichael Piran in the backfield. We have a coach that actually knows what the hell he's doing. And we have, uh, at that point, a potential quarterback where he can try to revitalize a program. And I, I think at that point we invest a draft pick into an offensive lineman. Um, I think if we start from scratch with a rookie quarterback that I think has less talent than Sam Darnold, I think it, it, it's like you said earlier, that revolving door. It's like you're 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 pulling out the square peg to put it right back in. At least with Darnold, Darnold comes with experience in the NFL, how to handle the NFL talent. I think the jump between Division I NCAA Power 5 conference to the NFL is just leaps and bounds because you've got, what's it, like 3% of all Division I football players end up getting drafted or something, like whatever the crazy stat is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have these guys that come from teams like BYU and UCF and, you know, some of these small schools, granted there, there have been some, some immaculate players that came from these schools. Brandon Marshall is a, is a prime example that came out of UCF and just 
outright lit up the uh, uh, the NFL. I, oh, I mean, yeah. if if memory serves me right, I think even Dante Culpepper came from UCF. Oh, I'm, yeah. Re- yeah. I'm really reaching into the bag at this point. And he did great when he was on the Vikings back in the in the Moss days. But I think with Wilson coming in, I think that's just I, I, I think it's a terrible idea. I, I think because I know we're talking about the trade carousel. I think that or the free agency carousel or whatever we want to call it. I somehow think that Watson ends up on the Jets. It's going to cost us. It's going to be like Thanos sitting on Vormir holding the Soul Stone. And what's it going to cost? Everything. <laughs> but hopefully no one re-snaps us and we don't get all shit out of luck. So, And and I, I get where you're coming from. But here's here's my logic, Chris. I, I don't disagree with everything that you said. But here's my whole thing. I believe that teams are looking at the situation and I believe that Deshaun Watson will get traded because I think he met with the new head coach, still wanted to leave. I believe that this draft, and I think I talk about it in the article, I think there's one team in the top 10 that I truly believe would either, would be willing to give up their first round pick, and that's the Carolina Panthers. I believe Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina because I believe that, listen, the whole Teddy Bridgewater thing, listen, Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater is not stupid, Chris. He reads he he reads the articles like you and I do, and all he's reading is that the Panthers are talking about getting Deshaun. They're getting Deshaun. And I believe that if they don't go get Deshaun Watson, Chris, it's going to look foolish. But here's the problem with that situation. If the reports are true, they want to package Christian McCaffrey, and I think that's stupid. Because, because here's the reality, Chris. Because the asking price. Because this is where team. This is where fans. I'm not trying to mock fans, but I think you and I and a whole lot of those people understand, Chris. That what are you willing to give up to get what you want? That's like in life. What are you willing to sacrifice to get to where you want to be? I, you know, I think that if they trade McCaffrey, I don't think that I'll pick him up as my keeper. Yeah, because, you know, I got him as a keeper in both leagues, um, you know, the fantasy leagues. I, I That would hurt. I hope he doesn't go there. I hope yeah, – but, you know, and then I also saw something real quick, too, while we're on Carolina because I know we wanted to jump to another team and some other things. I, I saw rumors that did, – did Teddy Bridgewater really unfollow uh, – the Carolina Panthers on Instagram is, yes, is there a, is there a pending breakup? <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and and that's why I say, Chris, before we move on, I want to squeeze in. Yeah, I want to squeeze in a little baseball and a little commentary. Is that I will say this, Chris? You know, just to wrap up the Jets' point, if the Jets do decide to get Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying it's terrible, but what I'm saying is that what you get in Zach Wilson is, I think you do get a guy that you can develop. Because, listen, I don't think the Jet Jet fans, I can't speak for all Jets fans like you, but you're not in a win-now situation. It's like I wrote an article talking about my Falcons, and and it probably pissed off a lot of Falcons fans who I had us drafting. But you have to be a realist. Is that, listen, as much as I want to see, listen, I don't mind seeing Deshaun as a Jet, but what I also want to see is that 
I, the, the Jets are, I want to see them succeed because they're one of those great franchises. It's a great, fr- it's a good city, you know, you know, so at the end of the day, it's just that Zach Wilson doesn't have to come in day one. I think he fits the offense that comes in. It's nothing personal against, you know, the other guys, but I feel in that particular vein. But speaking of, you know, vein, you know, we talked about Russell Wilson and he played baseball. So I want to squeeze in, you know, baseball. And I know you and I are both excited about baseball, spring training, spring training coming. I believe it's Friday, isn't it? Uh, Sunday is actually uh, Sunday. Uh, the first game, the 28th. Yeah. So uh, for those that are, you know, baseball fans, uh, you've got your time slots. So you've got starting off in the afternoon at, I'm actually, you know what? I think. Okay, so yes, yeah, so there's uh, seven games at 105, and then a few others at 305. Uh, but kicking off Sunday, you've got uh, the Sox at the Twins, Braves at the Rays, Blue Jays at the Yankees, Marlins at the Astros, uh, Natties at the Cardinals, Pirates at the O's, uh, the Phillies at the Tigers, Rangers at the Royals, Dodgers at the Athletics. Angels at Giants, Brewers at White Sox, uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland, uh, the Padres at the Mariners, and then the D-backs and the Rockies are, are the final game on Sunday. So we are back in, in, in baseball swing. Um, just a fun fact, actually. So on this day last year, uh, <laughs> the Astros were only – three games in into spring training and six of their players were hit by balls. So if you remember correctly, there are a few teams that may or may not have taken some frustration out on the Astros for cheating. (laughs) But that that came across my, uh, my, my Facebook memories today. And I, I I got a hell of a chuckle out of that. Um, But I'm happy to see baseball back, Uh, you know, real quick to touch on it. I don't know if you saw it, but they released the betting odds for each division and the team's percentage chance of winning. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You you, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Poor old Baltimore. (laughs) It's, oh my, it's like. They were the only team. The only team in Major League Baseball that was rated at a 0.0% chance of winning their pennant. I mean, if that's a DNA test, that's pretty good, you know, depending which way. But, Jesus. And and, and you know what? I understand that the AL East is arguably the most miserable division to play in because you've got the Sox, you've got the Yankees, you got the Rays, and then, you know, the Blue Jays – uh, you know, I guess we'll throw in another bird reference. They're no scrub, uh, you know. Ah, or TLC, I guess we can we can hit that. Well, there's a bird. Boo, call, you know? no, yes, d- double entendre right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I it's a sh- it's a shitty division to beat Baltimore in. Um, but the good thing is is that if we're allowed to you know become civilized human beings and stop hiding you know in our houses from a virus, um, you know. I bet you when the Yanks go to Baltimore, I bet you my tickets will be pretty cheap at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Listen, I, I'll look into getting some plane tickets. I'm like, hey, Chris, let's go. Listen, I'm not going to – because listen, uh, here's the thing. Before we before we get to our commentary, what I will say is this, is that 
if you're Baltimore, if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan, I mean, you're like that Cal Ripken, Brady Anderson, like if you're that old school Mike Mussina type fan, I'd feel bad for you because the rebuild, Chris, I think our kids and our kids' kids may see the the Orioles maybe win a playoff series. Forget forget World Series. Let's not put the cart before the horse. But it's a complete rebuild there. But what I will say is, is that sometimes where you play matters. Like for a lot of years, Chris, the listen, if you were a Bills fan, if you were a Dolphins fan, you were a Jets fan for like a for two decades, it was super hard to win that division. And it didn't matter who you had. Because of there's that one team. And for and for the ALEs, for the most part, it's either Yankees or Red Sox. And you look at Baltimore, it's it's rebuilding. And to rebuild in that division, Chris, is bad. Because you can rebuild it in the AL Central and be okay. Like the, I think the Royals are kind of in that rebuild mode. That's fine. But when you're in probably the toughest division, you know, the American League, you know, especially overall, Chris, it's, it's an uphill battle. But 0.0%, I mean, if you go on Maury, if you're a guy on that show, you wish for 0.0%. <laughs> but if, if you're if you're if you're a fan, <laughs> you don't wish it. But oh boy, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some emails about that. But but before we go, you know, there's a little time left in the show, and I just want to see Chris, you had anything you want to talk about before we wrap up today? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna throw my nerd hat on and um WandaVision. Have you been watching that? You know, I gotta catch up. I've been busy, you know, with work. I've been just, I've just been busy as a whole. I, I've oh. heard I, I've heard good things and I trust the people. Like I, I trust the people who tell me these things. So because I, I know I read who's in it. It's got a couple of actors, the actors I like, and that's what I look for. And I know Disney Plus is not gonna lead me wrong, but it's never led me wrong. But uh, continue on. Let me let me tell you first and foremost this this is so today's episode uh, I believe it was eight was released um, and then next week is going to be the season finale and it is it is getting intense man they're they're really digging some stuff out of the OG comics um, the MCU in general I think is going to be led definitely into phase four uh on this particular on on this series i think it's going to tie in um the dr strange's number you know movie two, uh, the multiverse of madness i think that uh spider-man no way home somehow finds his way in because there's been rumors about the multiverse with him working with uh with toby mcguire and the the emo looking kid that played him for a couple movies um you know, I, I definitely think that, number one, just to show, definitely, the, the episodes, I think, are like a half hour, like 32 minutes or something like that. Get some time tonight or over the weekend. Watch it. It's just, it's it's a hell of a time. Uh, you know, the other one I'm hyped on is, uh, you know, the Snyder Cut for uh, for Justice League. Uh, did you Did you see the trailer for that? Uh, I I think I ran across a, if I see it on social media because I, I I think I did promote the trailer on Twitter I think I did take a look at it. 
That you know, my theory is I was not a fan of the Justice League movie. I thought it was terrible. Um, yeah, so my, it could have been way better, way better. My theory is it can't get any worse than the first go around. So <laughs> I'm excited for that. And then, of course, you know, the ultimate fan girl in me is jumping up and down for the Mortal Kombat reboot. Uh, what character would I, I want to jump in? They were talking about a character that it didn't look right, and I can't recall which one it was. Am I if I'm talking about the right Mortal Kombat or about? If I'm not mistaken, but I can't think of the name of the character off the top of my head. But uh, I'm I'm very picky about certain series that we grew up with. Yeah, I'm I'm very you know especially like the upper crest millennials, not the lower, you know, not the yeah, lower. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the OGs, yeah. The, the, the us '80s babies. Yeah, and and I'm like. If they, you know, I want them to get Mortal Kombat right so bad. Listen, it, it, I want to get it. I want them to get it right. You know, it, it, listen, if they're having to make, you know, Raiden, you know, Thanos, like I'm not gonna be upset at that either. So, but you but, know, honestly, um, the character choices they they look fitting. Um, the 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 ambiance of the trailer and things like that with Sub Zero and Scorpion looked pretty damn good it looks like sub-zero is going to be the main baddie of the movie mm-hmm. um you know there's no sight of johnny cage right now so hopefully we get some of that because i think he was probably my favorite probably one of my favorite scorpion and him are my two favorites to play in, in like the og games and even the new ones that are out now um you know the og mortal Kombat movies were just mm-hmm. god they were terrible fun to watch I, I actually sat down and watched it. It's on Netflix still. I watched it maybe like three or four weeks ago. Just the I was laying in bed one night and I wasn't tired. I'm like, I'll just throw something on just to kind of you know give me some background noise. And I mean, it's just the 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 CGI and the claymation and just everything was just terrible. But uh, you know, the new one I'm hyped for that. Uh, I mean, I'm glad to see some movies starting to come back in theaters. Unfortunately, uh, No Time to Die, the the latest Bond installment. Has been pushed back, I think, until November, December of this year. Uh, Spider Man's coming out, I think, in in December. Um, but you know, other than that, uh, nah, that's that's really the yeah. Like I said, I just wanted to throw my nerd hat on, man. Everything else is just you know, finally, I, I don't have any snow in my front yard. Uh, you know, so this is the first time since um, oh geez, I don't know, like mid yeah, mid January that I I haven't had snow, so I'm excited about that. We're getting, you know, kind of life returning to normal here, and I'm not freezing my ass off as much. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's all I got. Well, listen, you took because listen, we got into that Mortal Kombat thing. Forget what I was going to talk about, <laughs> but forget forget that. But you know, but, yeah. So once again, check out the Mortal Kombat trailer if you haven't. Check out WandaVision. I know I will. Because like I say, you know, when you I, I trust certain people when it comes to certain things. And you're on the list. So the TV shows and things of that nature. So so speaking of things of checking out, check out this episode and every episode. Sports World Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on social media at Sports the World. Twitter, Instagram. Chris is at Invis 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 Twitter. Yeah, I'm yeah, at yeah, yeah, I'm a retired I retired on on UFC four, so <laughs> I had to had to had to shut her down. And then, and then check me out on, on Twitter at, at there's double underscore brown because apparently there's someone with a single underscore. So I'm not going to get into that either. But until 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's gonna, I will find you. I, see, I do have a certain special set of skills. <laughs> but I don't know if they'll help, but it'll be useful. It'll be very useful. But until you hear us again next time, I'm Ladarius. And I'm Chris. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here at the Sports and the World Podcast. See ya!